You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I am your host, Kate All. I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We are a Pinterest management company. We help you find and convert your perfect person on Pinterest. Today, we are going to be talking about how you can use analytics to find that perfect person on Pinterest and how this tool of Google Analytics really holds the keys to helping you fulfill the strategy, the goal, and why you're using Pinterest. It tells you the markers. Is it actually working? Um, Is it actually getting the results that you want? That's a really important tool to use, but a lot of us are scared of it. A lot of us are freaked out about it, or we think um, maybe we're missing something or it feels too technical. I know that's how I feel with it. One of the things we did to put steps in place to get over that hurdle was building dashboards in Google's data studio. And that was with Jennifer of the Nimble Co. She really helped us develop a dashboard before our clients. And then ones that some of you have purchased from us, the Pinterest Insights dashboard. Well, there's been some changes with Pinterest with the development of G4 and Universal Analytics. And lots of questions about how you pull in information from Amazon or Etsy. It's a lot. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how building these dashboards can help bring that information to your fingertips. But it's really important to understand what information you want first. This month inside the Simple Pin Collective, um, we're talking about business foundations. So we're going deep into some of these things, and that requires going deep into analytics. So if you want to join the Simple Pin Collective, enrollment is open all the time. It's a membership, like what you pay for Netflix. Not as cheap, though, but you're getting a lot more. There's 50 plus videos inside the learning library. There's coaching. There's mentors. There are people of all different types of businesses, both content creators, physical product sellers, and digital product sellers. It's a great way for you to get up-to-date information on Pinterest and to really troubleshoot some of the changes we're seeing on Pinterest. There's been a lot of changes with analytics. There's been a lot of changes with introductions of new tools. So the place to stay up-to-date on all things Pinterest is the Simple Pin Collective. So you can join by going to simplepinmedia.com slash collective. All right, now let's dive into my episode with Jennifer, all about analytics, how to get the right information, and how to potentially build a dashboard that works for you. Hey, Jennifer, welcome back to the Simple Pin Podcast. Hi, Kate. It's so good to be back. Thanks for having me. You bet. You are our all things analytics person, and we a lot has changed since we last talked, so we're excited for you to be here. But we know we have some new listeners in 2021, so tell them who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I'm Jen Grab. I um, run a company called The Nimble Co., and we really focus on measurement strategies specific to marketing. So we like to help online business owners just better understand the results of all of their sales and marketing activities. Awesome. And you are great at it. We really enjoy. We have worked (laughs) together for a couple of years now and we created like the basics of that beginning Pinterest dashboard. You've created one for our agency here. 
And that has really helped us get to that information quicker. And also helping those of us who don't like going into analytics to really distill those down into a great dashboard using Google Data Studio, which has been awesome. Um, In the last podcast, and we'll link to that in the show notes, we really covered those questions like, um, what questions do I have? Where can I find the answers? And that was kind of talking about a dashboard as a solution. And I want to talk a little bit about the changes being that we have the introduction of G4, which is a totally new analytics, and it's creating some waves for people. So can you talk a little bit about this new G4 and why? Give me the history. Why did Google add it and confuse us even more? Yeah, absolutely. So Google has been working behind the scenes on this for quite some time. It it actually has been out there just under a different name. I think it was like web and app. Um, or something like that. So some people have been familiar with it to some extent if you had played around with it. But basically, the internet has just changed so dramatically since um, the version that we all know and love called Universal Analytics has come out, right? So now, you know, if you think about it before, you had one device, you know, you connected on your computer, and it was the the one computer in your house. Um, and now it's like you're on, you know, your laptop, and then you're on your desktop, and then you're on your cell phone. And so Google Analytics wasn't built to understand that that same user could be using multiple devices and be in multiple locations. And so while we've been able to benefit a lot from the information that's come out of Universal Analytics, there have been noticeable gaps, especially as you start to move up to having large sets of data or complex user journeys, it became really easy to get lost in that data. And so what's really exciting about Google Analytics 4 is that it's it uses some machine learning um, and predictive analytics to start to make assumptions about, hey, like both of these things are happening in the same house. That's probably the same user, right? And so it's going to start to connect some of those gaps that we previously were missing. Um, And the nice part about that, it's going to allow us to make even better decisions because rather than thinking it's, you know, multiple people doing different things on our website, we may realize that it's the same person just over multiple sessions instead. So I know that was a little nerdy, but um, it is a good thing. We're going to get so much more information out of this than we have typically in the past. The downside is um, it's not really ready yet. So it's ready in terms of get it installed on your site because what you want to do is start to feed it information. Again, it's a learning tool. The more data you give it, the more it's going to learn about you and your business and help you by better organizing and piecing together your data. However, you don't want to delete Universal Analytics because that's the tool that has all the reporting capability currently. Google Analytics 4 is still being updated every day. Like they don't have all the same reports. They don't have the filter capability. I think they may have just rolled out goals, um, you know, as recent as this month. So it's still being developed. And so even Google will tell you, like, don't try to just immediately switch over add it to your site along with the Universal Analytics code. I imagine it's probably going to be at least a year before Google Analytics 4 could truly replace Universal Analytics. So I I can speak that all of my clients, we have both installed on their sites. Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of like when something comes out new, even when we see it on Pinterest, there's this time to have multiple iterations of it that make it really effective. And you don't want this bump in the road where you're using a very clunky tool to get information. So 
we've been telling people to with our dashboard, we we sell the Pinterest dashboard. You have to have the UA. You can't, it doesn't pull in the G4 yet, right? The Google Data Studio won't yet pull that in. You have to have the the UA. Correct. Yeah. And I mean, there's going to be other changes that come along with this too. And we won't go too far down um, this path. But if you notice, Google's re- rebranded some other things around Google Analytics. And Google Analytics is now part of Google, I think it's called Google Marketing Suite, which is actually a trifecta of products between Google Tag Manager, Google Analytics 4, and Google Data Studio. And so what I think the direction that Google ultimately wants people to go in is to use Tag Manager on your website to send the information to Google Analytics and then report from Google Analytics in Data Studio. So, um, and you know, that that will all continue to evolve and they'll continue to educate, but a lot of serious kind of measurement marketers are using those three tools in tandem now because, you know, Tag Manager is great at collecting data, Google Analytics is phenomenal at storing data and Data Studio is the best at reporting data. And so being able to use those three, I think is a big piece of why they've rolled out Google Analytics 4 at the time that they have. Wow, that's a good breakdown too, to see how those suite of products work together. And one of the things that we're going to talk about now, kind of transitioning into this dashboard or this thing that reports is... You want a dashboard to give you quick access to metrics. You want this at your fingertip information so that you aren't spending hours or Jennifer, we can let you spend hours digging on it and creating beautiful dashboards that just give us the information that we need. But there is some limitations. So I would say, uh, what are some common numbers or comparisons you see people try to use that wouldn't actually make sense for a Pinterest dashboard? Yeah, no, this is a this is such a great question. So I think across the board in pretty much all marketing measurement, um, the big thing I see people wanting are what I call those vanity metrics, right? Things like, um, I don't even know if Pinterest still has likes, but you know, likes or um or the views. Yes, That's the one. views. Like some of the some of these metrics that aren't, you know, it, it's like when I think about Instagram, um, you know, the number of likes there, right? Or the number of followers you have on Instagram, that's not necessarily like relevant in terms of what you're trying to accomplish in using the tool. And so I think the same is true with Pinterest. Um, So specifically, like my theory on kind of determining what measurement I want to, or what I want to measure, it's really about knowing what your goal is, and then measuring specifically for that. So for me personally, and in my business, I'm, I care about clicks, right? I want to know how many people are viewing my pin and actually clicking onto my website. And so that's personally what I prioritize um, in my measurement. But, um, you know, again, it's going to really come down to your specific goal with Pinterest. Yeah, exactly. So then I, I would say, what would be the examples of questions you would, or I guess data you want in that dashboard, like for you and thinking even the Pinterest user or Pinterest marketer, what are some good points of data or information that we want to pull in that helps us get better at our marketing? Yeah. So I love this question and I, you'll probably have to stop me because (laughs) I could go on for a long time here. So, well, first I like to understand which pins are sending the traffic. Um, and so that's, you know, really easy to do using the dashboard that, that we created. Um, so I will spend time looking and actually checking all of those pins because 
people want to make data this scary or difficult thing, but our brains are really powerful. And data is not always about numbers. And so with Pinterest, it's a perfect example because I'll spend, you know, 30 minutes and go through like the 15 most popular um, pins that have actually, again, for me, it's clicks. So the pins that resulted in clicks, I will just look at those. I'm not looking at numbers, right? I'm looking at the actual pins and I'll start to see a trend. You might find a certain pin um, template that you're using is performing better or a certain type of headline. So again, it doesn't need to be this like scary, mathematical, overwhelming thing. It's just a matter about taking the time to actually look. So for me, it's trend, right? So I'm looking at pins that are, that what's working. I might find that it's, you know, in one month, 10 pins that are all going to the same post. And I know, okay, that was a topic, right? That was the topic that was working really well versus the style or the headline. Um, other things I like to know is what they do on my site after they actually arrive. So I think that's a, a big thing that people miss out on because they're always looking for like, you know, that main metric we talked about, right? And so maybe it's clicks, maybe it's um, repins or, or, you know, whatever it might be rather than, okay, but then what do they do after that? And so for me, measuring clicks, I want to know when they get to my website, are they looking at more than one page or are they leaving right away? If they're leaving right away, how long are they staying on the page? If they're on my site for 15 seconds, well, I probably, whatever it was that they clicked on doesn't necessarily align with what was actually on the page, right? Not to say that it was intentionally clickbaity, but it doesn't necessarily solve the problem they were looking to solve. And so that's something I want to know. And then for me, I always like to take it a step further and I have goals set up so I can understand, you know, did they ultimately opt in and end up on my email list or did they make a purchase? And I can tie all of that back to Pinterest and say, okay, this is how I know Pinterest is working, right? Because my goal was to get people, you know, to view more than one page or to opt in or to buy. And now I can quantify that. Can you fine tune the data even more, like to say, um, to know the demographics of your Pinterest audience or what time of day people are coming to your website? Absolutely. Yeah, you do have to have the demographics report turned on in Google Analytics. And Google Analytics is not retroactive. So I'm sure, Kate, you get these emails too, but I'll get it a lot. Like, oh, I turned it on and I still can't see the demographic data. And it's like, yeah, because it's not retroactive. So it will start tracking it though from the day you turn it on onward. So that does need to be turned on. But yeah, you can see demographics, you can see um, ge like geography, you can see time of day, you can see device type, which can be really interesting or browser. Um, the other one that I personally really like to look at is additional interests. And I think this is especially important for like bloggers because like, let's say you're a food blog um, it will show you of your users, like what are their other common interests, which might inspire more content for you, right? Like if you've, let's say you felt trapped because you've, you know, you love food and you love food blogging, but you've wished you could cover other things, right? I used to be a blogger, so I know that feeling well. Um, being able to actually see your audience is also interested in these other things. And so how can you either weave that in or, um, or, or even start to make those kind of a, a content pillar for you? Yeah, that's a good thing to think about as far as like you said, content pillar or even, you know, content ideas, it'd be interesting too to check these out as even e commerce sellers, both physical product or digital products, just to kind of get an idea of what they're interested in. And I'm even thinking about for my audience, like, 
what are other people who are interested in Pinterest marketing? What else are they interested in? And how do we kind of, we can't obviously tackle all of that because we talk about Pinterest, but I think getting a better understanding of your avatar, which sometimes as we create the avatar, we're guessing, right? We're like, well, I think this and I think this based on certain habits. But what I'm hearing from you is that we can go pretty deep into learning even more to where we take out the guessing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's there is so much back there in terms of Google Analytics and what you can see. So, I mean, you could even go as far to say like... um these Pinterest users, once they get on your email list and then they're clicking on links from your email list, how they're performing down the road, right? Like you can literally segment your audience to only look at specific populations and then the behaviors of those populations. So you could arguably measure the difference between your Pinterest users that come to your website versus your Facebook users or your Instagram users, and they're all going to behave differently. Um, but other things that I've used, like more fine-tuned things, like I will use it to inspire content. Like if I see a piece of content, it's not only getting a lot of views, but people are staying on that page a, a fair amount of time. I know that that's a, con a piece of content of interest to my audience. And so I will say, well, what's the next question that they might have? After they read this, what's the next thing that they're going to want to learn? And I try to create content that, that aligns with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could you can drill down to people who viewed your opt-in, people who actually opted in and got on your email list, sales. You can segment those by products or offers. I mean, it's it, it's the sky's kind of the limit. There's a lot you can do back there. Okay, so you, as I'm hearing you describe all the data we can dig into, what I'm thinking is time, right? Like, how much time is it going to take me to dig and dig and dig and dig um, with? you know, either let's say somebody learns how to create a dashboard from you um, in this Google data studio. Are all this information um, like their interests? Is that something you can pull into a dashboard too? Or is that something that you would set aside time like once a quarter or every six months to just do a deep dive? Yeah, that's a great question. So can you do it? Yes, right? You could anything that's in Google Analytics, you can pull into Google Data Studio or whatever your reporting tool of choice is. Um, would I do it varies depending on the questions I'm trying to answer. So like we talked about in the last episode, everything for me comes down to the question I'm trying to answer because information overload is real and it's easy to get distracted by all the things. And I see it time and time again, people will open up a report that has an immense amount of information and say like, oh, this is really, this is really interesting, right? Interesting is always the word they use. And then um, no action is taken. Right. And so what I try to do is I might put that on like, you know, three pages into my report. Um, is that uh, something I would personally look at daily? Probably not. Right. Unless, unless my really pressing question at the time was who is my avatar and what are they interested in? Then yes, that would be a metric I would look at all the time. So my personal dashboards evolve pretty regularly because they really come down to, what is my focus? And so I tend to, the way I tend to do it is create a page for each like focus or type of question that I'm answering. And that way I can just go to that page and I have my blinders on for everything else. Mm, okay. That helps. That helps a lot. Like really getting back to the, the question piece instead of, and I think I was making it more of a time issue and efficiency, but that's really not the end goal. So I appreciate that. Um, a lot of people will ask us a lot of times, 
can you pull data in from um, Pinterest analytics, conversion insights, Amazon, Etsy, Shopify, because we have these people who maybe they're sellers just on Etsy. And, you know, Etsy doesn't have like amazing analytics or Amazon. It's hard to track, you know, did somebody purchase my product? And I'm sure you get asked this a lot, like, hey, can we pull in all the data from here? What would you tell those people? Yeah. So I, I have everyone's favorite answer, which is it depends. Um, <laughs> the, the easiest way to answer that is one, if you can add Google Analytics to any of the platforms that you're you know, wanting to measure, then the answer is an easy yes, right? If you can get the information into Google Analytics, then you can report out however you want. So that's kind of like the... the um, the easy answer I would give, you know, because I know specifically like Shopify, you can add Google Analytics to that. Um, now for other things like Amazon or Etsy or even Pinterest analytics, that's where it's really going to depend. Um, it's going to depend one on the reporting tool you're using. So if you're using a very expensive, um, you know, reporting tool that can direct connect with API and you know, lots of nerdy, nerdy, confusing things, then um, yes, you might be able to direct connect via API to some of those tools and pull that information that way. The average online business owner is not using a tool like that, right? And you're not familiar with SQL and other programming languages to make all that happen. Um, so what I like to do is if there's not a way to directly connect to the data source, I'm always looking to how can I leverage something like Zapier or what is the other one? IFTTT.com, I think it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah. Like I'm looking for a bridge. I know with Data Studio, I can either pull directly from Google Analytics or directly from Google Sheets. So how can I take the information from this other tool and get it into one of those two platforms? And often you'll find tools like Zapier will give you that bridge, right? There are certain ways you can zap things into Google Analytics. I typically just zap it to a, a Google Sheet and feed it in. Um, and then the third option is through a CSV file. So, you know, I think um, I think I've done this before with um, Amazon publishing, where it is a little bit more manual, but you can download a CSV file and upload that to your dashboard to at least be able to um, play with that information. If you can't zap it, then there's it's not going to be automatically updated. You will have to manually update that. Uh, so the answer is yes, you can get from a lot of other tools, but not every tool. And the level of work is really going to depend on, you know, what tool and what information you're trying to grab. Yeah, it's all back to that question, right? Like, what are you trying to accomplish by getting the information? Because I think sometimes we get caught up in just wanting the data around us because it kind of feels like we're being productive because like, oh, we have all these numbers and we know all this stuff. But there's really not we're not doing anything with it. It just sits there Instead of if you just had one thing or two things you were focused on to say, you know, like for me, we use Pinterest because we want to help grow our email list and awareness of our brand. So I want to look at, like you said, the click to see, are they reading it? And then are they signing up for my email list and getting into our ecosystem and all the other things can be a distraction, frankly, because then I'm not, then I'm, I'm thinking of, then I'm just being like a data hoarder, I guess. <laughs> Is that a word? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm here for that as a word, but I think you're spot on. And then I think what's really cool about that is when you know specifically what it is that you are trying to accomplish with measurement. So, you know, like with you, you said getting people on your email list, right? So 
let's say, you know, you have this dashboard that tells you exactly, you know, which of your Pinterest people are actually, you know, getting on your email list. Let's say 40% of people that click on one of your pins and land on your website end up on your email list. Well, now you don't, even though you don't, you haven't looked at like the, the repins, for example, you can say with confidence, okay, you know, it's probably likely that the more repins I get, the more clicks I'm going to get, which is going to then 40% will convert. So you can start to reverse engineer it. So you are still thinking about those other things, but you're not having to measure them. Do you know what I mean? Because those are like, um, you know, the best way I can say it is actually it's, um, it's from a book I read, but I know his name is Keith Cunningham. And he says, you measure the results and then you change the activities. Right. And it's just this, like, like, circular process of doing that. And that's what I would say is most helpful. Like for you, if it's email list, that's what you're measuring. How many people are getting on my email list from, from Pinterest. And then based on that information, you're tweaking your activities and then you're measuring the results and then you're tweaking the activities and you're measuring the results and you're continuing to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think with that, what that sets you up for is that you really start to think of it and this is how we teach with Pinterest is that it's the long game. Like it's not this instant you know, we were talking about these metrics that are like dopamine hits, right? They're, um, you know, the impressions or the monthly views, like they make us feel good and they might serve a purpose, especially if you're working with like a sponsored brand and they they really like those metrics. But ultimately, you're looking at where you're at overall and saying, okay, I want to build this really strong foundation but I have to look at the data, I have to look at the numbers, and they have to tweak it. And what we hear a lot is people feeling like they want to set it and forget it, especially when it comes to a Pinterest strategy. Like I, you know, with the common thing we hear all the time is Pinterest is changing things all the time. Like, and I feel like I just had an understanding of what I was doing. And now it's changing. Well, those are tactical pieces, whereas strategy is what I was just talking about. My strategy for using Pinterest is that I want to grow my email list. So my data has to inform my strategy and then I can change up my tactics, which will always be changing. And then we, you know, we can really use the data to inform our strategy and say like, okay, is your strategy to grow your email list really working on Pinterest? If nobody's signing up and you're not seeing that in the numbers, it's not working. So you have to change up some tactics of what you're doing if you still want to accomplish that strategy of email list growth. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I wish there was a, a set it and forget it approach to business. I know there's a lot of people that <laughs> claim that there, that there is, and you can, you know, make money sitting on the beach and power to them if you can. But, you know, I've found that with most things, like it, it's a continuous improvement process and you're, you know, no matter what, like Pinterest, yes, is changing all the time. All the platforms are changing all the time, right? Like, um, I think the world as we know, know it has been changing all the time. So um, I think we all just need to get used to be really, really agile and adaptable and being able to really stay laser focused on our goals and not let all these other things distract us. Yes, totally agree. Jennifer, this has been awesome. I know that we are in the process of we are in your course right now, Measure and Maximize. And we did that primarily because we wanted to build these cool custom dashboards for our for email, growing our email list. And like, is it actually working to get us the right information? But there's so much more in there. I know that it's just been amazing for my team so far. So can you talk a little bit about Measure and Maximize, what it is, what's in there and what people can learn? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Measure and Maximize is an eight-week program and it teaches you how to tackle 
pretty much any measurement project, although we we usually focus our time and energy on sales and marketing just because that's kind of our specialty. Um, but it teaches you how to tackle those by building dashboards that give you exactly what you need to know about your business um, so that you can just make more data-driven decisions. So we have a lot of service providers that come through because they either want to offer this as a service or just be able to up-level the services that they have currently. Um, we also get a lot of business owners and or their teams that will join because they want this skill set internally so that they, you know, without having to invest in a, in a measurement specialist, but be able to actually, you know, ask these questions and understand how to find the answers on your own. So we do cover Google Analytics, um, both Universal Analytics and Google Analytics 4. We cover using Data Studio, um, how to build dashboards, both pulling directly from Google Analytics, but also kind of like how you were asking, Kate, how to pull from other tools. Um, so, and then we talk about design, we talk about getting comfortable with numbers. I mean, there's a lot back there. It's really um, what I've been pouring my heart and soul into the past couple of months. And so far the feedback has been really incredible. So I consider myself very lucky to, um, to have, um, have had the honor of teaching the students that I have so far, because this has been really fun. And I just, I see firsthand being behind the scenes in six and seven figure businesses, how important it is to have data. Um, because the bigger you get, the more this information, you know, the, it's almost like the smaller the margin you have, right? It's like you have to be able to make a decision and have confidence in that decision because, you know, the the impact can be can be pretty detrimental if it if it's not the right one. Yeah, totally agree with that. As you, you know, it, you have to get the data pulled in. And for those of you who are service providers who are listening, who are providing some kind of social media management, it is really important that you understand analytics and you get really good at it. So I cannot recommend this course enough. And then also, um, you know, we have the Pinterest agency dashboard that Jennifer helped us create that I think is amazing because um, she created it and we use it all the time. So we've had good success with it. So we'll leave all those links in the show notes for you. You can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 226. Check out Measure and Maximize. Check out the Pinterest agency dashboard and get to know Jennifer at the Nimble Co. even more. She's a great teacher with this. Jennifer, you break it down in such a good way that it doesn't feel overwhelming because most people hear the word analytics and they want to run for the hills. So thank you for that. And um, is, is there any other place that you want people to connect with you? Instagram, email, where do you want them to go? Yeah, um, head over. I'm probably the most active on Instagram. So it's just my first and last name, Jennifer Grayab. So it's G-R-A-Y-E-B as in boy over on Instagram. Um, and then I know Kate's going to put the link to measure and maximize in the show notes, but you can also just directly check it out at thenimbleco.com forward slash 226. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Jennifer. We really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been so fun. 